Numbers chapter number 32, verse number 1 through verse number 5. I don't intend on being very long here this evening. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. And they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, that behold, the place was a place for cattle. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, Verse 4, Even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land of, of cattle, and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war, and ye sit here? And wherefore discourage ye the hearts of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them? Verse 16, and they came near and said, we will build. Everybody say, we will build. Verse 17, and he says, we ourselves will go ready armed. Say, we will go ready armed. And then in verse 18, he says, we will not return unto our houses. Say, we will not return. In verse 19, but they said, we will not inherit with them. And I don't want you to say that. Out of all the things that they had done, and they decided that they didn't want to inherit on the other side of Jordan. And so just for a little while, I want to preach and be a blessing to you and strengthen. Why quit now? Why quit now? Turn to your neighbor and say, why quit now? Don't quit now. I can't understand it for the life of me why they would stop after reaching the promised land. And I took time today to go through the process of all 40 different encampments that the children of Israel had built camps. And for 40 years, they had wandered in the wilderness. And so you'll find that in chapter 33 and 34, you'll find where Moses is closing out and he begins to define every encampment that they had gone through. So God bringing them out of Egyptian captivity and leading them through the Red Sea. God promising them that they would inherit a land that flowed with milk and with honey. I just believe that God's got blessings that are without cap on them as it was preached today there's an everlasting drink of water that you can drink from I don't believe that you can put a cap on the Holy Ghost I believe it just gets better and it gets better and it gets deeper and it gets deeper oh hallelujah I believe there's a land that flows with milk and with honey I believe his promises are deeper than we have ever, ever plunged. And I believe that they're higher than we've ever soared. And I believe that God wants us to inherit the promises that he has promised to us. He said there would be wells that we didn't dig. And there would be vineyards that we did not plant. He also said that there would be houses 
full that we filled not. Cities that we didn't build. I just have made up in my mind if God's word says it, it's a promise that I can have. And I'm not going to stop until I inherit every one of his promises. I'm not going to settle on this side of Jordan. There is a desire for the ultimate will of God. And I want to be a part of his will. I want to be a part of his plan. I want to be a part of what God has planned for this entire generation. Somebody ought to say, I'm not going to quit today. I'm not going to quit tomorrow. I don't have a quit in my body. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep worshiping God. If you think I've come to quit, you've got another thing coming. i got a made-up mind. i got a burning desire, and I'm going to see the plan of God. is going to have an opportunity to quit but every one of us has got an opportunity to just start over and say I'm going to keep working I'm going to keep planning I'm going to keep doing the will of the Holy Ghost I'm not going to stop until I've got the inheritance until I'm a part of God's plan I'm not going to look at my brother and wonder why he is and I'm not. I'm just going to keep praying till I am. I'm going to keep traveling till I am. I'm going to wash myself in prayer and bury myself in the plan of God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Some 40 different encampments he found. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why. 40 years they had been involved in the work of the kingdom of God. 40 times they had taken up camp and they had traveled and they had walked and they traveled in the desert and they traveled in the wilderness and you can go through them. Some 40 different definitions as it talks about where they got to the place of the knocking. How many of you have ever had to pray and just keep knocking? You had a prayer but you just had to keep knocking. You've been through some trials and you've been through some storms but you just kept knocking and you've been through some bitter waters and you've been through some barren times but you just kept going to church and you kept going to the prayer meeting and you kept burying yourself in the presence of God let me tell you that's what will make a winner out of you is you just keep going and you just keep going when everything's going wrong and everything is against you you just gotta say not today I'm gonna keep fighting I'm gonna keep going They'd gone, and there's 40 different names of the encampment. Let me just give you a few of the definitions of what they had gone through. They had gone through the booths. In other words, they had no home, and they were dwelling in tents. And then the next one was they were dwelling and plowing, and they had their plowshares with them. And sometimes all you can do is just keep plowing. And the next, the third, was a place. Oh, hallelujah. It was a wet place. And the fourth was when they crossed the Red Sea. And then they got to the bitter water camp. And then they got to the 
desert camp and in the desert camp there were 12 fountains and 10 palm trees I'm glad that God knows how to give a fountain in the midst of a wilderness and he knows how to give some palm trees where I can drink from the water and give God some praise even in the midst of a desert place and then they got to the thorny encampment and they got to the knocking encampment and then they got to the place where they said we just got to make more bread and then they got to a thorny place again and then they got to graves of lust and then they got to a place of settlement and then they got to a place that the trees look like broomsticks and then they got to a place where there was a breaking forth of God's judgment and then there was a, a, a pavement smooth sailing for a little while then they got to the next camp a camp of ruin things were falling apart then they got to a place where there was an assembly and there was a coming together and so they went through all that but they just kept coming to church and they kept gathering themselves together and they got to a place of beauty and then they got to a place of fear then they got to another place of assembly I just want to ask you have you ever gotten to a place of fear before but you just kept coming to church anyway have you ever had the devil try to spit in your face and tell you it's over with and the enemy's going to get the upper hand on you I just want to tell you I'm coming back to church and I'm not going to quit I'm going to keep knocking on the door I'm going to keep lifting the tent I'm going to keep offering a sacrifice I'm going to be putting a fire on the altar I still believe God going to work it out then they got to the camp of delay how many of you ever felt like God was delaying your answer then they got to a place of sweetness then they got to a place of fatness and then they got to a place of bonds and restraint then they got to a place of sons of twisting the sons of Edomite the oppressors the sharp-sightedness then they got to the next camp of that which came the cave of slashing and then they got to a pleasant place again then they got to an alliance where they made an agreement with someone then they got to the backbone of a man hallelujah it may take a while but God will put a backbone in a man it may take a while but he'll make a prayer warrior out of a man it may take a little while but he'll make a woman of God he'll make a prayer warrior out of you I just want to tell somebody just keep building a camp And then he got to a, sh a shady camp, the death, the shadow of death. And then they got to a darkness camp. And then they got to a hollow sound. And it was a, a place as if it were a ventriloquist where there would be a voice that would speak. And it would be as if it were a familiar spirit. And you'd, you'd look at it and you'd say, my Lord, this is all the things that the children of Israel went through. Yes. And another one was the pining away place where they were overlooked. They were just a true. And they were pining away because God said he was going to do it. And it hadn't happened. Yet. And then there was a place of the concealed fig cakes as if they were overlooking their talents and where's God and if he's real, where is God? I want to tell you he's still a real God. He still knows right where you are. He still has the power to answer every one of your prayers. He still has the ability to do everything that you're asking him to do. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above everything that you could ever think. Why would you stop praying now? He's the only one that can help you. He's the only one that can do what you need done.
40 years of wandering, 40 years of camping, 40 different campsites. And the first time they come and they get to Kadesh Barnea and they turn around and they walk away and they give in in faith and they do not possess the promises of God. And now here it is, another opportunity. They're at the verge of possessing the greatest promise that they've ever been given. Here it is, all they've got to do is march in and possess the land. Here it is, God said, I'll drive them out before you. I'll put a hornet in their bed. I'll take the wild beast out of the way. I just want to tell some somebody you've come too far to stop now you've come too far to turn around why would you want to give in now why would you think about backsliding now come on young men why would you want to go to a world of sin come on young ladies why would you want to go to a world of sin no no not on your life and they said It's a good land, but we're not going to inherit over there. And they said, shall your brother go to war and you not go to war with him? Shall you sit here and somebody else be at war? And they said, no. He said, you'll discourage everybody else. Let me say it real plain. Everybody's got to fight if we're going to make it in this hour. Everybody's got to come to church and pray. Everybody's got to worship. Everybody's got to fight. There's not a time for anybody to be left out. Everybody on the pew, from the pillars to the young men to the age, there's got to be a fighting spirit on the inside. Moses said, God will get mad if you don't fight. God will get mad at us. Come on, somebody. Is there somebody got a made up mind? I'm going to fight all the way. I'm going to fight until we win. I'm going to fight until the Holy Ghost falls. I'm going to fight until my children come back. I'm going to fight until my marriage is put back together. I'm going to fight until I'm healed. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep having confidence in God. Turn to somebody and say, why quit now? And he said, this is what your fathers did. They got to the promised land and they quit. Why would you want to do it? You've watched people come up to the promise, turn around and walk away. Why would you want to see that happen to your generation? Come on, generation, make up in your mind. We're not just going to walk up to the edge of the promised land. We're going in to possess the land. Come on, we're going in to possess the land. And so they said these words, we will build. Thank God for builders. Thank God for men that know how to build. Sometimes it's easier to grab the sword and slash and dash and cut in pieces. But God, would you give us a generation of builders? Somebody that says they may not see it like I see it, but if they're building, I want to hold their hands up. I want to help somebody else build something. I want to build something, and I want to see the kingdom of God grow. We'll build, and we'll go armed, ready to battle. And we will not return. We're not going to quit. We're not going to turn around. But there's one thing we're not going to do. We're not going to inherit on that side. 
Thank God for fighters. Thank God for builders. Thank God for those that are armed, ready for battle. Thank God for those that won't go home till the work is done, until the lights are turned out, until the pews are put back in place, until everything is put back in order in the sanctuary. But, oh, God, I want to ask you, are you going to keep fighting until you inherit the promises of God in your life, until you live in a land that flows with milk? And with honey. Why just fight with us? Why just pray with us? Oh, hallelujah. I want to help somebody here right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for every prayer meeting. Thank God for every person that will vacuum the floor. Thank God for every person that will involve themselves in the kingdom of God. But I'm here to tell somebody that the enemy is trying to tell you, you have to settle for less. You don't deserve the inheritance. You hadn't been here long enough and you shouldn't get involved. That devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. I'm not going to fight and watch somebody else inherit. I'm not going to pray and just watch somebody else inherit I want a piece of the inheritance I want to tell you God still answers prayers God still works in miraculous ways oh God does wonderful things just one of the wonderful things pastors already mentioned as he said 30 acres on the side of the freeway. I'll never forget driving by. Do you have time for a little personal testimony? Driving, driving by that road. And it was a young lady in the church had enough faith and she went and got the tax layout format map and she showed us the lot, Sister Tiffany Channel, and uh, she laid it on our table and just so happened we had a neighbor that was a realtor and uh, we had invited her over and her husband over to eat with us that night and we had him at our table. She walks in and lays a piece of property on our table and she begins to say, I think that there's 20 acres here. I think we need to look at it. I think it'll be something we'd, we'd like to have. I'll never forget as we looked at it, that realtor, that lady sitting across the table, she says, I know that piece of property. She said, I've got that piece of property listed. That's my piece of property. Hey, I want to tell you, God knows how to put the pieces together. She says, the owner lives right down the road. Hallelujah. It wasn't but just a few years. Yeah, they had this property listed for $900,000. Then they added listed for 600 then somebody offered them 300 and they didn't take it but thank god he let us get it for $150,000 you think i'm gonna quit praying now you think i'm gonna give up now it's too close he's already done too much for me somebody needs to just keep praying So there was another seven acres that ran parallel with the freeway between us and the freeway. And so 
I didn't have any better sense than to just go to the Department of Highway, walk in, and say, there's some property over there. I'd like to see it. Can we cut the trees down so we'd have a clearing so the freeway could see us? And they began to say, well, sure, we'll do what? Yeah, we'll sign off on it. It wasn't until a few days later I said, well, is it for sale? And they said, well, I don't know. We'll check. And so they checked, came back, and said, well, the land's not for sale, but if you want it, we'll send it through the process. I said, we want it. So they said, we got to send it to the governor. Sent it to the governor. Went through all the process. And they came back and said, we'll sell you the seven acres that run parallel with the freeway. For it was all said and done. We got seven acres for $12,000. Come on, I want to tell you, we serve a God that's able to do it. I said, he's a prayer answering God. You can't tell me. You've come too late to tell me. He's not a prayer answering God. And he doesn't work on your behalf. He listens to your prayers. And so we had three pieces of road frontage. And we weren't through yet. I believe that God would give us a egress out the back. And uh so I just went to the Brewer Economic Development Corporation and I asked him, I said, would you sell me that piece of property? He said, what do you want to do with it? I said, you see all that property? We want to build a church by the grace of God. And we want to build a school by the grace of God. And we want to build a Bible college by the grace of God. And we want to have an international student center that we can have students from all over the world come and go to school here and go to a Bible school here. And we want to build something that our community can be proud of. He said, I'll get back with you. It was just a few weeks later. He got back with me. He said, we'll sell you that piece of property. I said, good. How much you want for it? He said, no, you're not going to buy it. We want to give it to you because we believe in the vision. Come on, somebody. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. He's got everything you need. Well, don't be afraid to ask him. And don't get to the borderline and away from the inheritance come on press on into the inheritance two acres that they gave to us my lord have mercy so I was looking at two pieces of acre two acres right beside that two acres they gave us and they said it like this I saw a man pounding up a sign, putting a sign for sale up. I said, how much do you want for those two acres? He said, we'll give them to you for what we bought them for. I said, good. What did you buy them for? Those two acres right there connected. We paid $95,000 for those two acres. And we'll let you have it. I said, no, just waiting. We'll get them free. Hallelujah. If the Lord will help us by the help and grace of God. I just want to tell you, God's got it. And y'all just be in prayer with me right now. There's another 20 acres connected to the 30. Hallelujah. And those 20 acres, I just feel compelled to get it. Looks like you needed more than 30 acres. And if God can do it for this church, hallelujah. If we can, if we can just be a piece of the rock somewhere. Come on. I believe God can do it in Maine. I believe God can do it anywhere. If we'll pray, if we'll seek God. Come on, somebody. God will 
do it for you. God will move in your life. And so they asked the question. He said it like this. I asked him, uh, Mr. Frank McGuire, he's the attorney, he's president of that Brew Economic Development Corporation. I call, as I was picking up the papers for the 1.7 acres, I said, do you have those other 20 for sale? He said, that's what we're in the business for. I thought to myself, to give it away. Yeah, hallelujah. And so I said, well, what about that other 20 acres? He said, well, how much will you offer me for it? I said, what I bought the other two for was pretty good. How about that? He grinned real big and he said, let me get to the committee and I'll get back to you. He's still at the committee, but I believe he's going to get, come church, would you believe with me? I'm going to believe with you. Would you believe with me? Come on, I'd like to see 50 to 60 acres sitting on the side of a freeway with the work of God being done. He caught up and I believe God can work for you. just tell you God help where this take goes but I feel to tell you this that it's not just in finances the Lord to help you I want to tell you that for three years one of my brothers one of my physical brothers fleshly brothers has had aught with me and I love him and he loves me but uh, he, he got something in his heart and he thought that I had convinced my dad to change from a will to a trust and you know what I took it to prayer three years he never called three years we never communicated but this year hallelujah I just kept praying he shot me a text I love you I want to call you I'm sorry had I had it in my heart I want you to know I love you I was just with him a few days ago I just want to tell you you just keep praying you just keep believing God it may be one year it may be two years it may be three years but don't give up on prayer don't give up on the faith in God don't give up on what he can do in your life don't give up on what he can do in your marriage My God, have mercy right now, Jesus. Oh, 
Oh, I want somebody to be encouraged right now. I'll never forget when I got one of the biggest struggles of my life. Many of you remember. And and you feel like you get sidelined for just a little while. I'll never forget as I walked up to pastor and I said, Pastor, I tell you what I'll do is I'll just sit down and I'll just wait till this storm's over. I won't preach. I'll, I'll just, let me just sit down. I'll never forget. Thank God for a pastor that knows when to up and he just said no you're not going to sit down that's exactly what the devil wants you to do you're going to go everywhere and you're going to do every time they ask you to do it thank God that there was somebody screaming in my face no you're not going to quit no you're not going to stop come on somebody hear the voice of somebody saying don't quit now that's what the enemy wants you to do you're closer than you've ever been before it's closer than you've ever dreamed far by faith trusting in the Lord trusting in his holy word it's never failed me yet y'all ever heard that old song I want to ask you do you trust the Lord do you trust him do you have full confidence in him confidence that he'll hold you when you're going through a storm I want to tell you I've got full confidence in him he's able to do it I watched him do it I've been there when it seemed hopeless when the judge was sure to put the gavel down and was sure to send me away but I watched God in his great big mercy I just, I want to tell somebody, don't let the devil intimidate you. Over a hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. What you going to do? No hope. Let me tell you what God can do. Four days before it was up, he gets sent a hundred nineteen thousand dollar check into the mail. The devil's, you think I'm going to quit when I got a God that doesn't just know when I'm going into trial. But he knows he's going to bring me out and he's going to pay for it before he's all said and done. He just wants a prayer warrior. He wants a prayer warrior. He wants a man. He wants a lady. Come on, I want to tell you what the Holy Ghost I feel is doing in this sanctuary right now. There's some people who've been running it was in 1992 in Barcelona when there was a young man, young black man that was set to win. He was favored to win the 400 meter dash, 150 feet into it. He pulled a hamstring and fell flat of his face in front of 80,000 people. The runners continued on while that young man withered in pain. And suddenly he jumped up and he began to his way to the finish line suddenly from the stand stepped out a big man and the security tried to stop him and that man shoved his way through and walked over to the young man that was struggling 
And they backed away from that big man when he said, I'm his daddy. And if he's going to run, I'm going to help him cross the finish line. Might have pulled a hamstring, but if he's willing to run, then I'll just, I'll run with him. And they made it across the finish line. I want to ask you, has life dealt you such a blow that it, it seems like it's too far to get from here to the finish line? Come on, I believe with the help of God you can make it. I don't want to give up on anybody. I don't want to give up on me. I don't want to give up on you. Come on, somebody. Let's put our arm around somebody. Let's help them make it to the finish line. Come on, join up with somebody right now, would you, church family? Come on, do you feel like life has sidelined you? Put you to the side. Life was wide open. You had everything going. But suddenly you're stopped dead in your tracks. You can't take another step. You don't know how to get from where you are. It's a dark road. Maybe God doesn't want to use me after all. Maybe I just need to sit back a little while. Maybe I just need to sit off on the side. Maybe I just need to say, now's not my time.